Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Monday, December the 27th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to go over an NBA seven-game main slate for this evening. It is a good slate. There's some great games and a ton of changes, a lot of different rotations, a lot of guys out. So we have a lot of homework to do, and we want to jump right into this. If you want to join us at DFS Coach Talk, go to dfscoachtalk.com. Our website has several different memberships that you can uh, buy there. Uh, we'd love to have you, even if it's for one of our uh, shorter ones, for three days for $10. Um, you can still, today will be the end of the 12-day uh, deal for 12 bucks. That's certainly our best uh, offer. Uh, that will be uh, taken down tonight. And then next week we'll be uh, we'll have a New Year's Day uh, special that we're doing. So if you want to take advantage of that twelve dollars for twelve days, um, that will probably be taken down around seven or eight p.m. tonight. So definitely jump uh, on dfscoachtalk.com uh, and take advantage of that deal. Um, also, we've had we had a fantastic day yesterday. Big shout out to our NBA team or NBA. Yes, we were doing well, too, but it was the NFL team that kicked it yesterday, man, uh, led by Andrew Hansen, of course, and then Josh Crash Davis, uh, Omaha Joe Stanton, and, of course, John Wehausen. Uh, our whole entire football team, uh, NFL football squad there, just crushed it. We hit a high percentage on all different sites, tons of cash is out there, so congratulations to all our members that, that took some stuff down. Uh, we love it. We love it. We've had a great Christmas run here between NBA and NFL, and we're not planning on uh, slowing down. We've got uh, the, the man on fire walking. That's, that's our motto this week. We want to finish 2021 uh, with the same intensity and uh, hotness that we have here uh, recently. So we're we're going to attack this slate today. Again, it's a seven-gamer that starts at 7 p.m. If you haven't been a member of Coach Talk before, we provide a DFS Coaches Clipboard, and it is uh, for the NBA. You can get five. You'll get five highlighted players for the core of your team, and then we will give you several options to fill in to complete your roster, and we give you full lineups for. Uh, FanDuel and Yahoo, both a cash lineup and a GPP lineup. So we're going to give you all the information and tools you need. And again, you know, if I, I'm mentioning it several times this week because a lot of people uh, are back to work today, but some have uh, shortened time or time off between Christmas and New Year's. But we do things really differently here at Coach Talk. We utilize all the statistics, the analytics. Uh, the crunchers, you know, all the all the different optimizers, whatever we need to use, we're we're gathering all that information. But when when it comes down to it, we're taking that information and we're going to hand build one or two lineups uh, and that you can attack these slates on, specifically in cash games and in single entry GPPs. This way, you're you know, we want you to be at exact exactly equal standing with who you're playing against one-on-one -on -one with your lineups, and that's the way to really sustainably win long-term in DFS. 
So don't, you know, keep throwing your money into those contests where it's year one or two bullets against, you know, pros 150. Uh, that just doesn't make sense. So we're also going to be doing, uh, uh, if you join here this afternoon, we're going to do uh, a quick tutorial in this afternoon. I'm going to be announcing that. Uh, well, I'm not announcing it now, but I'll be announcing it in our Discord <clears throat> where we're going to talk a little bit about really the two keys to the success here at Coach Talk and why we have such a unique uh, offering of anybody in the industry. And that's the two most important things. And neither one of them has to do with rostering a single player. It is all about bankroll management and contest selection. So we're going to talk a little bit uh, in Discord about that this afternoon, go over what's advantageous and how to, <clears throat> excuse me, how to do that. So uh, you want to definitely join us there. YouTube, thumbs up, please hit the subscribe button. Give us a quick comment or any type of question, whatever it is. That combination uh, really helps us move up the algorithm on YouTube. If you're listening, wherever podcasts can be heard, a quick five-star rating and a comment, you'll get into a drawing for a full one-week all-access membership at Coach Talk. That will be drawn on the 31st, so that is coming up very quickly. So definitely take advantage of that, and uh, we'd love to have you join us again in our Discord. Uh, take advantage of the rest of today on that 12-day for 12 bucks, or if you want to dip your toe in even lighter, the three-day uh, for $10. All right, we do a show like this for NBA seven days a week in front of the paywall, Today is no exception, and we're going to go over these games. Uh, we, we've tried. What I've tried to do is fine-tune how we can get this done in a time frame that everybody has time to listen. It helps them uh, build some lineups. If you're not a member, we really do still appreciate you listening, and we wanted to make this as concise as we could to help you build some winners. Uh, post winners for us in YouTube, on Twitter. We're at DFS Coach Talk. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. All right. As you know, once we get started here, we don't take any breaks. We fire right through everything. So we're going to attack this seven-game slate, and we're, we're calling it Money Monday here at Coach Talk because we want to follow up the just crushing NBAs that we hammered on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then the big winners Saturday, and especially yesterday in the NFL uh, with this slate today. All right, here we go. 7 a.m. game. The, the cool thing today is all the games are staggered, so we're going to be able to watch good live basketball throughout the, the night. From 7 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. are the start times, uh, East Coast time. First game, Houston Rockets, 10 and 23 against the Charlotte Hornets uh, that are 17 and 17. Charlotte is favored by six and a half. And are you ready for this? We have the perfect storm. The highest total that I can remember this year and the perfect stackable game. And this is one of those where I don't think you can get away from it. I mean, you just got to dive in head first and go after it. So it's Charlotte by six and a half, 236 is the total. So that is hello DFS points and stackability. And here are the reasons why, which is amazing. By the way, it's 114.75 implied for Houston, 
121.25 for Charlotte. So phenomenal lines by Vegas. They know their stuff. Those lines make sense. Uh, as far as injuries go, we, the, we need two people we need to know for sure. And that's the starting backcourt for the Houston Rockets. They're both listed as questionable, and that's going to make all the difference in the world. It's Jalen Green and uh, Kevin Porter Jr. So we're going to follow that news. We'll have it before lock. We'll post some things in Discord and on Twitter uh, for follower, you know, people that are members and that are aren't. So you want to definitely keep track of it there with us. Uh, Augustine, Matthews, and Wall are out. Uh, everybody else is a go for Houston. Uh, the other side of the ball, Charlotte. The big news there, no Miles Bridges. He is out. And then Cody Martin, who's been really good to us this year, and P.J. Washington, who's had a few really good games. Those guys are out. So, yes, there's some key players, but it just really accentuates how good this game is. And the, and the guys, you know, we're just going to talk about all of them because you've got to have, I believe, a combination of guys from this game. First of all, we need to know if Kevin Porter and Jalen Green are in. Secondly, we need to know if they're in, is there a minutes restriction? How are they going to be treated? I can tell you this much. I'm a little concerned about the two of them as far as total minutes that they're going to allow them to play. So I'm going to be checking every spot I can for beat writer information, coach speak, whatever it is. We're going to get as in-depth information on those two guys as possible. Because if we're going to get 30 minutes out of one of those guys, sign me up. But if you're going to get 20, then, you know, it's not going to work on a slate of this magnitude. So we're going to work hard to get that information to you. Kevin Porter is 7-4. Jalen Green is 5K. So as soon as we have that info, we'll plug and play from there. Eric Gordon, we can expect uh, in there at 5-3, a fine option. Jay Sean Tate is down now to 5-6, which is much more reasonable. You have Christian Wood at 8-2. And again, high price, but playable in a game with this pace and this lack of defense for sure. So that those are a couple of spots we're going to look at there. Also, you know, to back this up, first of all, a Houston side that we're talking about, it is the first night of a back-to-back. So, you know, is that going to affect some of these guys? I would assume so, because, I mean, you've got Porter and Green coming back. They had been out for a while. They've got to play again tomorrow. How is that going to be divvied up? Then you have Eric Gordon, a veteran, Christian Wood, who they try to sort of take care of in these back-to-backs. So you got to consider all of that, and we're going to follow this Houston news. There's no slam dunks yet uh, until we really uncover exactly what's going to go on. They also have some good guys off the bench in Zhengun at 5-4. Christopher's played a lot at 3-7. Armani Brooks at 4-4. Those guys can all be discussed once we get uh, the final news, uh, specifically on Porter and Green. So a lot of exposure on the Houston side. Uh, they're third in pace in the league, and Charlotte is second in, in pace in the league. So you almost have perfection there. You do have per, per, uh, perfection on the other side. They're 29th and 30th. So you got the two worst defensive teams. They're the two teams that we always stack against and stack in their games because they're so poor defensively and their pace is fantastic. So again, perfect storm, 236 is the total. The next game, for example, that we'll talk about is 208 and a half. So 
we're not playing games here. This this is a game where exposure is going to be paramount. LaMelo Ball at 9.5, certainly in play. Rogier cheaper at 6K. Gordon Hayward's down to 6.4. Uh, Jalen McDaniels at 3.7 is a very good play. Um, and Mason Plumley 4K, not as much. Certainly can go with Kelly Oubre, 6-1. He's been closing a lot of games. We know he's had some huge ceiling games. Uh, Ish Smith at 3-3. He's made his number a lot as well. And then, you know, we'll see. How is it going to affect the guys that have jumped up and done well, like James Bookmate? I mean, you know, GPP shot, maybe. Is he going to get minutes? Uh, we're going to look into that even further. But he is the dead men 3K, and we know that he can produce. So, we're going to be following this game closely. I would assume I'm going to get a minimum of three guys out of this game. I'd prefer to try to get four. It's just so conducive to, to giant DFS crunching. So there we go on game one. Game two is at 730. It's the Chicago Bulls and the Atlanta Hawks. Chicago's favored by six and a half. As I mentioned, it's only a 208 and a half total. 107 and a half for Chicago. Uh, 101 for the Atlanta Hawks. So who's who of who is out here? The only questionable guy is Derek Jones Jr. for Chicago. So we'll keep an eye on that. But the rest of these guys are out. That's Lonzo Ball, um, Tony Bradley, Alex Caruso, Alfonso McKinney, and Patrick Williams. For Atlanta, it's even a longer list. We've got very likely to play for Mr. Um, Malcolm Hill. And then here are the guys that are out. Collins, Cooper, Gallinari, Herder, Hunter, Awandu, Johnson, Luwalu Cabarro, Okongwu, Williams, and Trey Young. Basically, almost their entire roster. It is insane. And that's what makes these games so, uh, you know, intense to watch. But Chicago does come in at 20 to 10. 20 and 10, and Hawks are 15 and 17. So we got a lot to figure out here. What are the rotations? What are the minutes played? Uh, let's talk about Atlanta first. DeLon Wright came through for me the last time with a really good game. No reason to figure that he'll do any worse here. And he's only 5-4. Uh, Bogdanovich has been back a couple games, so he'll get some more shots up at a cheap 5K. Lance Stevenson is in the discussion. I know it's crazy. 2021, almost 2022 basketball, but he's 3.1K. Uh, the guy I've been just riding like a Bronco here because he's been so tough is Cam Reddish, and he's 5'8". He's the guy that's really taking advantage of all of this opportunity, and he's going to get a million shots again. Uh, Clint Capella at 8'3", you can consider. And then, you know, they've got some guys off the bench like Mays and Jang uh, that are possibilities. But for me, it's going to pretty much be right Bogdanovich and Reddish. I like all three of them a lot and uh, going to look from there. On the Chicago side, you've got two, uh, all three of your Chicago studs in, in Levine, DeRozan, and Vukovic, which really makes you, you know, scratch your head is, you know, how is – who do you want to play of these guys? I don't know if I want to pay up. They're all in the 9,000 plus range. Levine, 9.6, DeRozan, 9.2, and Vuk, 9 flat. Um, not possibly going to go there. I think they're going to split up the usage. 
I, DeRozan would be my favorite of the three going into this game at 9-2. I think Lance Stevenson will guard some DeRozan, some Levine. And although he's super old, he still is an irritant defensively. Uh, Kobe White at 4-1 is the tempting one. I know this last game he was frustrated. He had some tough fouls. He got teed up. It just was a difficult game for him. But he's going to get a lot of those uh, point guard responsibilities and I think uh, could be a decent play here. So I definitely want some exposure here, even though the total is so low. I think this game has some potential. All right, 8 o'clock game, Boston uh, Celtics, Minnesota Timberwolves. Boston favored by nine. We've got, oh, uh, I want to mention the in this last game, if I forgot, Chicago is 20th in pace, Atlanta 16th. Defensively, Chicago is ninth and Atlanta 24th. So somewhat indifferent when you combine the two, but it is the second night of a back-to-back for Chicago. So that's another reason why, you know, the Levine, DeRozan, and Vuk plays are a little bit sketchy uh, for me. So uh, something to keep in mind there. All right, we move on to that 8 8 p.m. game, Boston and Minnesota. First night of a back-to-back for Minnesota. Boston favored by nine, 217 and a half total. 113.25 113.25 implied for Boston, 104.25 for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Boston comes in at 16 and 17, Minnesota at 15 and 17. So two teams fighting for a playoff spot with, without question. Huge list of guys here. First of all, we have Al Horford listed as questionable. That means a lot. It affects uh, Robert Williams per se, and certainly the interior defense against the T-Wolves. The guys that are probable coming out of COVID protocol are Hauser, Richardson, Schroeder, and Grant Williams. So we're expecting those guys to play. The guys that are out are Fernando, Freedom, Jackson, Miles, and Nesmith. So still got the main studs there with Smart, uh, Brown, Tatum, you know, the Williams, the regulars, if Horford's back, and then Richardson and Schroeder. So they're going to be pretty full strength. Minnesota, uh, they have guys also returning from protocol. That's Beverly, uh, Anthony Edwards, Akogi, and Prince. So uh, the guys that are out for Minnesota are Reed, Russell, and Cat. Three monsters there, especially Russell and Cat. Vanderbilt, who's been terrific, and Wright. So Minnesota finally getting smacked pretty good. Uh, they had avoided the whole COVID thing for a while. Uh, and now they're really getting hit with it. So uh, statistically speaking here, we've got Boston 15th in pace, Minnesota 5th. So pace up for Boston and those good players. Defense above average for both Boston 10, Minnesota 12. So 217 number, not great, but you know decent. There's some certain plays here. Boston I'm not as interested in, as I mentioned, with all those main guys back, there's going to be a lot of sharing of the basketball. Don't want to pay the 9-3 for Brown or 10-4 for Tatum when there's going to be a lot of, of sharing. Plus, I think there is the potential for Boston to get control of this game um, under the circumstances with Minnesota shorthanded uh, and on the first night of a back-to-back. If you look at the Minnesota side, there are some reasonable plays here. Beverly 5-3, Malik Beasley 6-2. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, who's really capable at 5-1. So those are the three guys I'm uh, looking at immediately. 
but then Akogi, Deadman 3, Nathan Knight, it showed some promise here recently, and he's 3.3. He could be a good flyer to go with. Uh, after that, just a lot of bench guys that uh, really aren't into consideration for me. But I'm a little worried about this game. I think Boston uh, may win this game pretty easily. And uh, for that reason, I'm not going to have heavy exposure. Maybe uh, one off on either side that's a good value play. All right, next game at 8.30. We keep moving 30 minutes at the pop here. We've got the Utah Jazz and San Antonio Spurs. Utah by 7.5. A nice, healthy 228.5 total. So solid total there. 118 for the Jazz. 110.5 for the San Antonio Spurs. Utah comes in 23-9. The Spurs 14-18. and And you've got two teams here that have a few key guys out, one each of a real key guy, but the rest of their squad is in complete, uh, you know, completely healthy. So for Utah, you've got uh, likely to play Fitz, two guys out, Azabuki, and then the big one uh, being Donovan Mitchell, who has a, a sore back. For the Spurs, it's just two guys out, Collins all year, and then the big one, DeJounte Murray. So both teams uh, losing their best player for this game. But other than that, are just full, fully uh, loaded for and ready for this game. Um, statistically speaking, we've got um, Utah ninth in pace and the Spurs 11th. So we're going to get up and down the floor, hence the 228.5 total. Defensively, Utah sixth and San Antonio down to 17. So a mixture there, but you know, enough that there should be good possessions. Where does all the usage go with those two main guys out? That's what we need to look at here. Mitchell, when he's out, uh, some of it shifts to Conley at 6'4". You'll generally get a start at a cheap 3'7", Joe Ingles. Uh, Bogdanovich, much more in play at 5'4". Um, Royce O'Neal, maybe GPP at most at 3'8". Then Rudy Gobert, who's all the way up to 9'1" which is tough. He's going to get rebounds, but he's got a decent big body uh, laid on him with Jakob Pertl. And I'll tell you, watching Gobert is frustrating at times. I mean, they literally run nothing for him. And I know I've stated this on a lot of podcasts, but if he's the ball's not bouncing his way, it's just he's somewhat not doing much except rebounding. And I know that's huge, especially a guy that can grab 20 rebounds in a game. But, you know, at a 9-1 price, a guy that barely touches the ball becomes a bit frustrated. So I'm a little little wary there, no question. Jordan Clarkson off the bench. He's up to 5-3. Whiteside at 3-9 and Rudy Gay at 3-4 are getting good minute rotation uh, minutes in the rotation. Uh, for the Spurs, without DeJounte Murray, a lot of that goes to Derek White. He's been popular. He's 6-5 and deservedly so. Uh, Keldon Johnson will pick up a bit at 5'7", Yaka Pirtle at 6'4". Then you just have that nightmare mix for the Spurs, who are on the second night of a back-to-back. So that's enough to be said there to make you, you know, your teeth to chatter, because do you trust Pop on the second night of a back-to-back against a team like Utah? Terrifying. But Derek White, I think at 6'5", is the best play on this side. You can go cheap at a Kata Bates Jop, he's 4K and really, you know, getting into 
uh, a good spot with with Coach Pop. He likes him. He plays him. But you've got a mixture there. I mean, Yaka Pirtle, solid play at 6-4, but, of course, it's against Gobert. But Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker, Devin Vassell, Bryn Forbes, Kata Bates-Jop, just too risky. Uh, one of them may be in a GPP, but that would be it. So, you know, I'm looking at definitely having some exposure this game. Probably Derek White, who will be chalky. And uh, one of the, the Jazz players that's affordable, uh, like a 5-4 Bogdanovich. So, good game, but not like off the charts. All right, another 30-minute progression to the 9 p.m. game, the Memphis Grizzlies and Phoenix Suns. Phoenix is favored by 8.5. It's a 218.5 total. Memphis on the second night of a back-to-back. That's important. Phoenix is on an island game. So we, that is definitely key. Um, implied for Memphis, I, I said 105 for Phoenix, 113.5. So that's important to know as well. Grizzlies are nice 20 and 14, considering they've had a lot of guys out at different stretches. Phoenix, of course, 26 and 6. They've been fantastic after the 1 and 3 start. To go 25 and 3 in this league nowadays is hard to believe. Uh, we have some guys out. Aldama, questionable for Memphis, but here are the guys that are out. Brooks, Culver, Melton, Merrill, Pons, and Zaire Williams. So we've got decent amount out there. Phoenix out, their defensive key, Crowder, and then Kaminsky, Nader, Payton, and Saric. So Phoenix in a pretty good spot here with uh, their key guys playing. Um, I think with the key guy on Phoenix I'll talk about right off the bat is Cam Johnson. I've seen him improve. He's really smashed his number. He's only 4-6, and now he doesn't have Jay Crowder in front of him. I'm expecting him to start, and he's my key target on uh, the Phoenix side. If you want to go up to Chris Paul, he's dipped below 8 now. He's 7-9. Booker's 8-1. So one of those guys, very doable at that price. Uh, Mikhail Bridges is always capable of popping a good game in there. He's only 5K. And if you want to go to center, you can you can go there with DeAndre Ayton at 7-7. Seven, seven. So the Phoenix is priced right here. Uh, certainly can have some guys, um, you know, that make sense. On the Memphis side, you've got Jaw back at 8-8. Eight, eight. He's just getting back in his groove. He's going to have a little bit tough defense on him with Chris Paul. Desmond Bain, who's been a maniac lately, is 5'8", and if he keeps shooting the ball uh, the way he has, he's going to be a dangerous player. Uh, John Conchar, he's really stepped up. He's only 3'1". I think he'll be a real value die for a lot of people today because he's getting more minutes, he's producing in those minutes, and at 3'1", he does make a lot of things work. Uh, you can go also Jaron Jackson. He, you know, he shows... Uh, there are times where he'll play a quarter of basketball and you'll say this guy is one of the best players in the league, but then he'll have two reaching fouls and get in one of those type of uh, foul trouble situations. So there's a lot of uh, risk reward with Triple J, certainly uh, a strong GPP play, but some cash as well. Steven Adams remains cheap at 4-9 and at any given time can grab a boatload of uh, rebounds. So that, you know, a 218.5 total there, 
not the best game, but certainly uh, a one-off here as well. It's not a pass game by any stretch of the imagination. All right, let's go. We got two games left. We've got a 10 p.m. and a 10.30. So we've got a little, an hour and a half between these Memphis, Phoenix, and the Dallas-Portland game. But we have these two late games, and they both should be very interesting. The totals aren't good, but there are some good plays. The first one is the Dallas Mavericks at the Portland Trailblazers. Dallas is favored by one, and uh, it's a 213 and a half total. I don't know. I am not remembering if I went over the Memphis-Phoenix uh, statistical. I'm going to go back over that in case I missed it. Uh, Memphis, again, I mentioned their second night of a back-to-back. They're 13th in pace. Phoenix is fourth. So it is a pace up for Memphis. Defensively, Memphis 13, Phoenix 2. So tough defense. So you get a quicker pace for Memphis, but they have to face a tough defense. So just wanted to make sure I mentioned that. All right, back to Dallas and Portland. Uh, island game for both. Dallas favored by one somehow on the road with, like, no players. Uh, you got me. Uh, 213.5 total, 107.25 implied for Dallas, 106.25 for Portland. This is a really weird – this game sort of sums up COVID basketball right now. It's just nuts. Um, in this game, we've got Dallas coming in limping in, I should say, at 15 and 17, Portland at 13 and 19. So both teams not having a lot of fun uh, right now and trying to deal with a big shift of players. Here's a ton of guys. We got Josh Green as probable, but then out we've got Bullock, Burke, Collie Stein, Doncic, Hardaway, Kleba, and McLaughlin. So a lot of guys out still for Dallas. Uh, likewise for Portland, you've got, first of all, the most important news by far, probably on the slate, is Damian Lillard is questionable. So we gotta, we've got we got to get that news. The guys that are out for Portland, Blevins, Covington, McCollum, Macklemore, Nurkic, Smith, Watford, and Zeller. So they got a boatload out uh, as well as Dallas does. As far as statistically, 23rd in pace for Dallas. Third, uh, 12th for Portland. Defense, middle of the road for Dallas at 14. Bottom level Portland at 28. So what do we have here? Uh, this is a head scratcher. I guess you just go to first two spots on Dallas, 7-7 seven, seven Brunson and 8-6 Porzingis. They're certainly going to get the majority of the usage. Those are the two guys that have really stepped up in uh, Luka Luca's absence and and gotten it done. So they're both, you know, priced fairly under the circumstances, and both are in play with this poor defense. Sterling Brown's been a good value play. He generally gets there, and he's only 4-2. You can consider Dorian Finney-Smith at 5-8. If he's hitting his threes, he can get to his number. After that, it's it's really too much of a crapshoot. Dwight Powell, Nilakina, Knight. Theo Pinson, he's been solid off the bench. Moses Brown, Green, Marquise Chris has been good off the bench. But it's just way too many guys splitting minutes, splitting usage, and just not going to get it done on a, a stout seven-game slate like this. So really, it's if you want value, Brown, if you can pay up, Brunson and Porzingis are definitely the two spots you want to go to. On the Portland side, it all has to do with Dame Lillard. If Dame Lillard plays, 
he's a great play. If he doesn't, then you got to look at guys like Dwight Powell or Norman Powell, I'm sorry, at 6-6 as very good play. Even if Lillard does play, he's a good play. But then then Anthony Simons at 4-3, Nazir Little at 4-2, Larry Nance at 5-2. All those guys are really priced right. So got to consider all of them, uh, especially if Dame's out. But it's really, to me, the Dame show. Uh, I think it said Nurkic was out. This other one has him is in. Let's see if he is out. Yeah, Nurkic is out too. So it's a matter of digging in here and seeing, you know, can we get a big? We like to attack bigs against Dallas. Maybe it's Larry Nance Jr. Maybe he's the guy uh, that we'll consider uh, in this game at that 5-2 number. So let's see how things pan out. Who, who's going to be projected in. Um, but for me, you know, it looks like right now Nance may move to center. I mean, they're down to that spot. And if so, we know he's a great rebounder. Uh, Nazir Little also will get a lot more of that interior stuff with this lineup. So definitely two cheap targets there uh, in Nance and Little that are very interesting to me and will probably make some of my cash lineups. All right, last game, 10-30 game, Brooklyn and the Clippers. Brooklyn by four and a half, 216 and a half total. 110 and a half implied for Brooklyn. Clippers, 106. It is the second night of a back-to-back for the Clippers, so that's a concern. Uh, Brooklyn is on an island game. Brooklyn comes in at 22 and nine, a little better than uh, people realize, I think. 22 and nine is terrific. Clippers still fighting their 17 and 16. Uh, again, that second night of the back-to-back is not going to help. Pace for Brooklyn, sixth. Clippers, 17th. But you do have two good defensive teams. That's why Brooklyn's winning. It's not the scoring of Harden and uh, KD. It is the fact that they are now the sixth best defensive efficient team in the league, which is phenomenal job by Nash and what he's put together there. Uh, and how that rotation's taking place, because they were dead last, 30th for a good portion of last year, with a good chunk of these guys back. So to go all the way to uh, fifth, I'm sorry, they're fifth now in the league, is really impressive. Clippers are fourth, so, you know, a targetable game for a few guys, uh, certainly going to have some of those buy-ups that are just you know, going to be chalk city. Let's face it. James Harden at 11-2 uh, without KD, hard to pass up. Patty Mills at 7-4, another one. I mean, those two guys <clears throat> are going to do the majority of the scoring, period. Because really, it's a bunch of defensive-minded, you know, extras after that. Bruce Brown, DeAndre Ambry, Nick Claxton, James Johnson, Javon Carter, Blake Griffin, Paul Millsap. I don't want any of those guys. <clears throat> they're all a good mixture. They're all going to have some usage, but they're all going to share minutes. All the shots are going to go through Harden and Patty Mills. So Harden, my favorite buy-up of the day, not going to overthink it, putting him in there at 11-2 and just being done with it. I mean, you got to have him. You don't want to go into that late game have your, you know, and have to go against Harden, who's really in a perfect spot. So I'm just going to bite the bullet, pay the 11-2, and go on. My decision that I haven't made yet is do I want to follow that like I did the last time with Patty Mills? He's up to 7-4, four, 
which is definitely higher than he's been, but he's also been fantastic. And again, you know, the usage just dives to Harden and Mills with KD and some of the other guys out. So may have two exposure uh, from Brooklyn, uh, if not just Harden for sure. On the other side of the ball, you know, it's, it's a lot more mixed, you know, with the situation being what it is. It just, it's a lot different of a setup, but let's, let's go over um, these people that are in and out of this game. Cause that's important as well. Uh, first of all, Dayron Sharp is probable. Here are the guys out for Brooklyn. Aldridge, Duke, Durant, Edwards, Harris, Irving, and Thomas. So they are smashed. Uh, same thing with the Clippers, though. You may have a return for Marcus Morris. He's questionable. That would help, and he'd be in play for me. Guys that are out, George, Hartenstein, Jackson, Leonard, Preston, and Scrub. So, again, you know, you're looking at that whole Harden-Mills thing. And then on the Clippers side of the ball, you know, let's take a look at who's who's playable here. Bledsoe at six, Kennard at five seven, Terrence Mann at five eight, Nick Batum at four six, Zubots at five three. Uh, the guy I played in my late slate last night that I really like is Brandon Boston three point three, uh, and Amir Coffey is a dead three K min. Those two guys, Boston and Coffey, played a huge role last night. And I think they're going to be in the mix here. The question is, you don't want that sucker play where a guy like Amir Coffey had a great night last night. You know, it's a back-to-back. Was it just his night? You know, because if you get a, you know, you just can't afford to take a 12 fantasy point game from any of these guys and have any chance. It's too competitive. So certainly Boston and Coffey are, Playable GPP-wise, not positive I'm going to have the courage to dial them up in cash. Uh, and, you know, if you believed in Ibaka, I mean, this is a good spot for him at 3-5 as well. Um, but any of these guys could get there. That's the tough part of trying to roster a Clipper. I mean, I look at Bledsoe, Kennard, Man, Batum, Zubach, Boston, Ibaka, and Coffey. Look at those eight guys. And I don't say, okay, this guy is a perfect play here, and this guy is a terrible play. I think all eight of them have the potential to go 7-8x, and all eight of them have the potential to just die 40 on the vine. So uh, I've got to give that one thought. Usually when I'm in a position like this, I don't want to risk it in my cash. So I could be a full fade on the Clippers. Uh, if not, I'm going to try to cherry pick out. going to wait and see what that lineup looks like. You can always go a mid-level price guy in one of these and then make a swap based on the news that you get later. So that is it, my friends. We have seven really competitive games, obviously nine million pieces of news, and we're going to be doing a lot of uh, switching, I'm sure, between now and lock. We'll be talking it through in Discord throughout the day, and then we'll be following it closely throughout the evening uh, when we're uh, you know, looking at these games and lineups uh, and projections come out. So right now, I hope that gives you a good, strong feeling to build some winners. Uh, we've had some great, I uh, appreciate people posting uh, those winners and the thanks and everything else. Uh, love to see that. That's why we do this and uh, hope you keep listening. Keep giving us that thumbs up. Give us a, a little uh, couple words or question in here in YouTube. We'd really appreciate that. 
Go to dfscoachtalk.com uh, to sign up. And again, you, you've got until about 8 o'clock this evening to take advantage of that 12 days for $12. Uh, and then that one goes away. So uh, look forward to hearing from you. Hope you have some big, big winners. We've got our football uh, coming up too. Uh, so definitely tune into those guys that are extremely red hot uh, after yesterday and uh, just start off an awesome week here. This week between Christmas and New Year's is always a blast and great time to make a lot of money. The pools are bigger, contests are bigger. So jump in there and get it done. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.